Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning, church. It's my privilege just to share a quick word with you this morning. And it's something I've simply entitled, A Complicated Christmas. Because I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I look at Christmas today, it seems to be really, really complicated. Have you noticed that or is it just me? For example, when are the shops open? Did any of you ask yourself that question this year? When are they open? And if they are open, when are they open till? If anyone can work out the new hour system, please let me know because I have no idea. I actually said I would go shopping with my wife and her girlfriend the other day. And I said, sure, nine o'clock will be done. But no, it was 11 o'clock before I left. I didn't know the shops were open that late. I was (laughs) tricked to say the least. So complicated. What happened to finishing at nine o'clock? What shops are open and what shops are not? The other night when I said, I could, I'll just go to this shop, but it was shut. Some are open, some are shut. So complicated. And then I have two young children who are in the workforce and, and uh, they want to know if they work on a public holiday, is it double pay? And if it is double pay, is it for the whole day or is it just for a certain few hours? It's very complicated these days. And it's made even more complicated when it comes to families at Christmas time, especially with blended families. The question often gets asked, where will we be spending Christmas this year? Who will we be spending Christmas with? Will dad be coming? Will mum be coming? Will mum's new boyfriend be there? You've been told. Love working with children, even when I'm not working with them. And if they are there, what are we not allowed to say again? What are we not allowed to bring up again? Can you just remind me? And the answer to a lot of these questions is simply this. It's complicated. It's complicated. Christmas time and life in general can be complicated to say the least. We live in a society and a community of people where anxiety and stress and mental illness is on the rise. And the suicide rate increases over the Christmas period. It's complicated. This year for us, 2016, as a church, has been complicated to say the least. It's, it's been a crazy year. If Christmas or life in general is a little bit complicated for you and for your family, and maybe you're experiencing lots of pain with very little answers, then take heart because you're in good company. You see, the very first Christmas was very, very complicated. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 1, which is a book in the Bible. It's the first book in the New Testament 
written by a man who was an eyewitness of the life of Jesus. And he wrote this account of the birth of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive and have a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which simply means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and he took Mary as his wife. He did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Jesus was born into a very complicated situation. This situation was complicated for Mary and for Joseph. It was complicated when it came to their marital preparations. You see, they were engaged to be married and and back in the day, that was a very serious thing. To be engaged to be married was like signing a contract. And that contract would last from some 10 to 12 months. And in that time, you would live with the family. And they would be able to watch you and observe you and give their approval of the arrangement that had been made. This was a very serious event. It was so serious that if you were found to be unfaithful during that period of the contract called the engagement, it was deemed as adultery and it was worthy of being stoned to death. This notion that Mary, a teenage girl, was pregnant before she was married while she was still living with her family created incredible complications for her and for Joseph. Their problems were massive. Mary was a teenage girl and she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth because she too had had a miraculous pregnancy. And so she went there just to see if what she'd heard was true. And sure enough, her cousin was going to bear a child in her old age and she was away for three months. A lot can happen in three months. And it was when Mary came back from visiting her cousin after three months of being away, she returned with the announcement that she was now pregnant. And Joseph wasn't with her. Can you imagine the scandal surrounding this family? This young teenage girl comes home after being away for three months and the news she has is, I'm pregnant. This is a massive problem. To try to explain that you're still a virgin and yet you're with child, it's complicated. You think your life is complicated? Mary's life at this moment in time is very, very complicated. And it's not only complicated for Mary, but it's complicated for this man, Joseph. 
Because Joseph knew that he was not the father. What was he going to do? What was he going to say to his family? And Joseph comes up with this notion, it's so complicated, I'm just going to leave her. I'm tapping out, I'm out of here. The complications, the confusion, the misunderstandings that they experience as we all experience equals one thing, pain. A complicated Christmas equals a painful Christmas. A complicated life equals a painful life. And Mary and Joseph are no exception to the complications and the pain that you and I suffer. They all experience pain as we do. The Bible says that Joseph was a righteous man and Mary was a righteous woman. These were good people doing good things and yet good things sorry, do not always eat. Sorry, good people do not always experience good things. Why do bad things happen to good people and why do good things happen to bad people? That's one of the biggest mysteries of life, but it's not a new mystery. It's one that we have to navigate and negotiate just like Mary and Joseph did. There was the emotional pain, the heartbreak that Joseph would have felt of betrayal, a broken trust. I thought you loved me. I thought I could send you away for three months and there'd be no problems. Here you are, you come back pregnant. There's a lot of emotional pain going on here. There's the emotional pain of Mary's life because no one believes her story. And before we get too judgmental, just think about a woman telling you she's pregnant and there's no human father. I mean, it is a crazy story. There's a lot of emotional pain attached to this story. There's a lot of relational pain. Joseph says, I'm out of here. This, this, this moment has severed their relationship. This mistrust, this betrayal has severed the relationship. There's also spiritual pain. These were God-fearing men and women and now they're saying, why God? Maybe you've been following God for a period of time and, and this has been a crazy year for you and you found yourself maybe for the first time in your Christian life saying, why? I don't get it. Maybe some of you, because of the unanswered questions, have got quite mad at God. Hey, you're in good company. These Bibles are in the story for good reason, for us to learn from. It's complicated. It's complicated. Why God? There's the pain of the unanswered questions. Mary and Joseph went through that moment in life with very little questions being answered. And as a church, as I've mentioned before, in 2016, it's been full of complications. And we as a company of people have experienced much pain. When I think back to the beginning of this year and the loss of Chris and the pain that was associated and still is around that event. And then my wife finding lumps where there shouldn't be lumps, that was a painful season for us. And then my own blood infection that I had in May, very painful, physically painful, emotionally painful. It was painful. My wife having to step up and leave in my absence created pain and stress in her life. And then because of the blood infection, 
In September, I had to have open heart surgery. I mean, what a crazy year. And then there's many, many other people and their stories in this church that they could tell you. And I don't have time to go into all of that. But there are other people who have lost loved ones. There are other people who right now are living with a death sentence over their life. And we've had to be there and love on them and send them flowers and and weep with them and and, and laugh with them and, and try to help them. And a lot of the times when they ask why, I just smile with tears in my eyes and say, I don't know. I don't know. But all of these moments equal pain. But it's not a new pain. It's a pain that's been around for all time. Like Joseph, we've had to negotiate this pain with a lot of unanswered questions. And so Mary and Joseph experienced pain because of the complications surrounding the very first Christmas. But not only did they experience pain, but they found peace. Here's the good news. They found peace in their pain, in their complications. And if they can find peace in their pain without their questions being answered, guess what? There's hope for you and for me. That in our complicated year, in our complicated life, in the pain that we've experienced, we like Mary and Joseph can find peace. And it is my prayer this year at Christmas time 2016, we would find peace. See, the interesting thing is that Joseph had an angelic visitation. But the angel didn't come and explain everything. He didn't say, well, what you need to understand is this, this, this and this. I often, I often think about if I had an angelic visitation, I, I think I'd have all these questions. And I'm sure Joseph had all those questions, but guess what? He never asked any of them. He just sat there going, Isn't it amazing? Every time an angel shows up in the Scriptures, the first words out of their mouth are this, do not be afraid. Which means they're not little wimpy things that you see in the Good News Bible. Just No, no, no. They're strong, warrior-like, angelic, celestial beings that freak people out. Remember, they appeared to the shepherds. And what was their first words they said to the shepherds? Do not be afraid. What's the first thing that the angel said to Joseph? Do not be afraid. When you're in the presence of the supernatural, all the questions go by the by. But Joseph went from pain to peace, not because his questions were answered, but because of a revelation that he received. It wasn't because of information, it was because of revelation. And the revelation that the angel brought is the same revelation I'm bringing to you today. That today, in the town of Bethlehem, A son has been born and his name is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The King is amongst us. In other words, in your pain, you no longer have to do life alone. And without all of his questions being answered, a peace came upon him. And it is my prayer today, as you understand the revelation and the truth, that there is a King and He's among us and His name is Jesus. He's Emmanuel. He is God with us. A peace will come. And a peace which bypasses your pain can come and be your reality. 
When you say, why God? I don't understand God. I'm trusting that this revelation will be greater than your concerns. I'm trusting that this revelation of Emmanuel will be greater than your fears and greater than your pain. And a peace and a trust will come and be found. As complicated as this year has been for me personally and for our church, with all of its pain and with all of its unanswered questions, I can honestly stand before you and say, I have found peace this year. I have found peace, not in questions being answered, but I have found peace in knowing the one who is with me and will never leave me and will never forsake me. The one who was born as a babe in a manger and gave up his life willingly for me. And it's my prayer that you would find him too and live in the reality of that this Christmas. Not only did Mary and Joseph experience pain and find peace, but they also were able, as a result of this newfound peace, embrace purpose. Remember when I said Joseph had made up in his mind to leave Mary? That was the plan that he had. But because of this newfound peace, he came into line with God's plan. And when you have the peace of God, you'll get the plans and the mind of God. See, the mind of Joseph, like for many of us, is just to run. It's too hard. It's too painful. I'm out of here. And that was Joseph's conclusion too. That's pain talking. But filled with a newfound peace that comes not by information, but by revelation, he is now led by peace and not his pain. And he's able to achieve his purpose and find purpose in his pain. And instead of running from his wife, he chooses to stay. And not only does he stay, see, it's one thing to stay and whinge and complain. And played the victim. Joseph didn't do that. He stayed and he was faithful. He made an arrangement. I'm not going to sleep with my uh, wife-to-be until I'm married. I'm not going to interfere with the plan of God. I'm going to do it exactly as God wants it to be. I'm going to stick with God's plan and not my plan. He not only stayed, but he was also faithful. And he not only stayed and was also faithful, but he was also responsible. As the father of this child, it was his responsibility to name the child. And that's exactly what he did. He went to the registration office and he said, this child should be called Jesus, which means one who saves. This man, through having the peace of God, was able to stick to God's plan and abort his own plans which meant he could stay, be faithful, and be responsible. Christmas is complicated. And it's complicated because we live in a complicated world. And church, take heart because we have our finest moment ahead of us this day. We have an opportunity to shine the peace of God that comes through knowing Christ. And when people are arguing over mince pies and over presents and who got the better present and who paid more money for the present, we can have the peace of God that transcends all understanding and bring something into our families and something into our home that bring peace 
to the complications surrounding a messy, hurting, broken world. This year has been one of the most painful years I can recall. And I know I would speak on behalf of many. My two oldest kids have affectionately called 2016 something else and I cannot repeat it because of the unusual circumstances surrounding it. But can I just say this? Before we're too unkind to 2016, I want to say for me personally, it's been one of my greatest years because it's brought me into an understanding of who God is and the grace of God beyond what I've ever known or experienced before. And I found, like Mary and Joseph, that there is actual purpose in our pain. You don't always see it straight away, but if you hang around long enough, and that's why it's good not to run. That's why it's good not to give up. That's why it's good not to give in, because it's only as you hang around long enough, you will find your purpose in the pain. If we keep running away, we'll never find the purpose of pain. We'll just keep creating more pain because we're not learning the lesson God intended us to learn. So concluding today, the first Christmas was complicated with good reason. To identify with our complicated situations. God knew exactly what he was doing. I'm going to put a lot of complications surrounding the birth of Christ because that's what's going to identify Christ with everyone from that moment onward. You see, all the complications in our life reveal how much we need grace. And the birth of this child 2,000 years ago is the moment when grace was received and grace was given. The complications surrounding our life highlight how much we need grace and the sending of this child was the moment this world received that grace. I was so blessed on the door, welcoming everyone. Had a young man come up to me, his name was Adam. He wanted to introduce himself because he came to church for the very first time in his life, just last week. Met Jesus, his life has been changed, and he's here this week. It's just awesome. Adam, I'm so glad you came and introduced yourself to me. I'm so glad that I know you. Because this church was birthed with you in mind. And I don't know if you know this church, but there's over 20 people that responded to Christ last Christmas celebration, which is just amazing. As we celebrate Christmas, remember the pathway of our celebration was the life, the death, and the resurrection of the one we celebrate today. Let us remember that Jesus willingly endured constant rejection and life-ending injustice so that you and I would experience the unaltered, unshakable, undefeatable love of God forever. Remember that He readily went unloved so that we would know constant love. Remember that He deserved to be loved, was rejected, so that we who deserve to be rejected would be eternally loved. Remember that He was willing to subject Himself to the fickle and failing love of His followers so that we would know the faithful 
and unfailing love of the Father. Remember that He endured separation so that nothing could ever separate us from the Father's love. As you remember these things, remember this, if God was willing to give up His Son so that we would know His love, doesn't it make sense that He would also, with Him, give us everything else that we need? The promise of the Christmas story is unshakable love and every need met. Now that is worth celebrating. Can we pray together? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 